If you don't know how much money you make, how can you possibly be calling the government tomorrow with a plan on how you're going to pay them? Think that sounds crazy? It's not as crazy as you think, and I'm going to talk about it today. All right, let's get started. Thank you for downloading or listening to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am, in fact, Dylan, and this is my podcast. I share thoughts and ideas from the businesses that I'm currently working with who tend to be in a tough spot, either financially or otherwise. Maybe they've got the bank breathing down their neck. Maybe they've got investors breathing down their neck. Maybe they've got the government breathing down their neck. But in any case... I've spent a couple of decades working in really difficult situations with really great entrepreneurs that had really great businesses, but you know what? They just misstepped or they backed themselves into a corner and they need to get out. And so this podcast is my way of exploring some of the things that I'm learning, sharing some of my opinions on the things that I'm discovering in hopes that either you or an entrepreneur that you know would benefit greatly from listening to other people talk about business and realizing that they're not alone, that the decisions they're making, that they've made um, or are anticipating to make, um, that they're not alone, that there are other entrepreneurs that have been there, done that, and this is where you get to learn a little bit about what happens. Not in hopes that you don't make a mistake, because I think mistakes are inevitable, but that if you've made a mistake that you don't um, take it on the chin, uh, that too hard, that you're able to get up off the mat and keep going. And so today's episode... Um, is based on a conversation that I had with an entrepreneur who basically was trying to figure out how to come up with some money to pay off the government because the government had garnished their bank account. Garnished? Garnished? I use the word garnish. Basically had frozen their bank account and was taking all of their money. And this particular individual was directed over to me from a trustee friend of mine who thought maybe I could I could help. And so as I had the conversation, I was reminded of a conversation I've had, oh, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of times with entrepreneurs that find themselves up against the wall in exactly a situation like this. And I am not kidding. That's exactly what our conversation sounded like. I said, if you don't know how much money you make, how can you possibly be committing to calling the government back tomorrow um, and letting them know what your plan is for paying them? I said, if you knew if you made a million dollars last year, but you don't know how much your profit is, like, how could you possibly have a plan? Like, what's your plan? Anyway, it wasn't meant to discourage this individual or make them feel bad. It was just a function of making sure that I could ask the right question that got them into the headspace that they needed to be in. Because in this particular case, uh, this business is faced with a few options. They can either sell what they have to pay off their debts and call it a day. They can attempt to go out and get new business and look for a way to finance their work in progress until such time as they can get paid from the new businesses. Um, or they can try and ride it out, work with the government, try to uh, stall them or drag them out until such time as they feel comfortable that they can go back into the marketplace and begin doing work again. So the question I was asking, again, was meant to annoy her, um, but it was meant to help her understand that you really do have to think through these decisions. And if your business is in trouble and you don't really know how your business makes money, you got to defer it to your accountant or your bookkeeper or somebody else, then that's a problem. And it's it's most likely not going to end up with you having a really sound strategy for how you're going to get yourself out of trouble. So let's just start with something basic here. 
as an entrepreneur, you really do got to know how your business makes money. This is really, really important. I'm going to give you an example. Um, say a business has equipment. Um, uh, in this example, I'm going to use a Hydrovac truck, you know, a big, big truck with a big tank on them, and they, they've got a big, basically a big vacuum. Now, this business makes money by putting the trucks out in job sites and charging, say, $300 an hour to the customer and making sure that the operators and the maintenance and the costs of the truck are something less than $300 an hour. That's how that business makes money. They are in the business of putting equipment into the field and generating a profit margin off of the hours. Now, that business can only grow and that business can only be more profitable, not so much if it cuts costs because it's equipment. The equipment just costs what it costs. But they make money by adding more trucks. Now, compare that to a business that is primarily driven by the profit margin it makes off of the time that staff make available. The simplest example would be an example, say construction. Say you've got laborers and you pay them $24 an hour and you are charging out to a customer their time at $85 an hour. That difference is how you make money. And so you got to understand how your business fundamentally makes money so that you can understand in an event where maybe you got to pay back the government and there's a dollar amount that you owe them that you can work backwards and you can say, well, given that our business is to put equipment into the field or people into the field and we make a margin off of equipment or people, how many jobs do we have to do? How many hours do we have to sell in order to repay the debts that we have? So the first question you got to ask, when you finally figure out how your business actually makes money, like very, very specifically, what's the business model for your business? Do you sell time? Do you sell a widget, um, you know, that you buy for a dollar and you mark it up to five? What is your actual business? Once you figure that out, then you got to figure out, okay, can our business even generate enough profit to pay off instead? Or debts, as the case might be. And that might sound kind of silly, but when I sit down with a business who's in, that's in trouble and I'm looking at their financial statements, the first thing I'm looking at is their balance sheet. Just as a quick refresher, uh, two basic financial statements that you need to know about. There's a balance sheet. What, do your, what does your business own? What does your business owe? And what's left over as equity? And then you've got your profit and loss statement, which basically is how much money does our business make? How much money does our business spend? And what's left over as profit? So the first thing I'll do is I'll look at the balance sheet. What does the business own? What does the business owe? And surprise, surprise, most businesses I look at owe more than they own. And so when I'm working backwards to figure out how I can help, I start looking at the business model. I look at the margins of the business, and then I try to figure out how long is it going to take this business, based on, his, on a historical track record, how long is it going to take them to actually pay off these debts, and is it even achievable? Because if the answer is it's not achievable, then there's no point... You, know, you kind of got to face reality and you might even have to start making some really tough decisions. Maybe you call a trustee, maybe you put the business into bankruptcy, maybe you have to, I don't know, declare personal bankruptcy to get off the hook with some of the obligations that you have, or you've got to sell the business or sell the assets. But the point is sometimes, no matter which way you run the math, the business is just never going to be able to pay off its debts. In fact, I looked at a business recently where the owners had funded about $5 million into a business that at the rate they were going, without incurring additional capital costs, it would take them about a decade to get that money back, assuming best case market scenarios and 
that they could run their business really lean. Well, said to the business owner, it just is what it is. What do you want to do? You could probably sell the assets and recover a couple million dollars, or you could take the risk of running the business and ending up with nothing. But sometimes you just got to face the reality. But most times, rarely is that the case. A lot of times the answer to, can my business make enough money to pay off its debts, kind of goes something like, yes, but... And then you got to work through the things that would need to happen in order to change the business. So an example would be, yes, we could pay off our debts, but we need to increase revenue. Yes, we could pay off our debts, but we need to cut our costs. So you talk about, okay, how are we going to increase our revenue? Are we going to introduce new products, new services, or are we going to increase prices? If decreasing costs are the answer, then how? Are we going to use software to streamline uh, the business? Are we going to get rid of costs that we don't need, like a bunch of subscriptions to a bunch of technology uh, that we're not, not actually using for services from consultants and professionals that actually aren't adding any value? Um, you know, and just as a side note, I did uh, do a previous podcast about the difference between humans and machines and creativity versus productivity, so you might want to check that out. I'll put that in the link uh, down below. But the point is, um, you might be able to pay off, your business might be able to pay off its debts, but it would need to decrease its costs. And so you got to figure out how to do that. Um, if you can't get out of, you can't, basically, you can't get out of a problem if you don't know the tools and the resources that you have to work with. So whether you're increasing revenue or you're decreasing costs, you kind of got to take inventory as an entrepreneur and go, okay, what do I actually have to work with? In fact, today I had a conversation with two business partners. They said, guys, it's like pretty simple here. Either we just run the business out, collect the AR and shut this thing down, or we work with our team to really try and produce a better result than what we've been able to do historically. And if we can do that, then it's going to be worth it. But here are the resources that we have. We have people, we have new customers we can go after, we have past customers that we can go and re-engage, and we got a bunch of strategic relationships. If we, if we can work, push, pull, press the edges, we can probably come up with a pretty good plan um, for getting to where we're going. And it's no different with any other entrepreneur. You really do have to take inventory of what you have to work with, and you got to be honest about it, and you got to say, I think we got a shot at this. Our business model suggests that the math can work, but man, there's just so many other things that we've got to do to make it happen. Got to retool our people. We've got to maybe retweak how we generate the business that we we want or that we need, and we've got to re-examine our costs and figure out how we're going to change this thing. But oftentimes, working out of a problem means that you got to get creative, and the truth is being entrepreneurs, that's kind of the best part of the job, or at least that's the part I enjoy the most. I enjoy the problem solving. I enjoy when things are really, really difficult because history has taught me over 22 years that when things are really, really difficult, that's when the best opportunities pop up. Um, and so when you're taking stock of your business and you're trying to figure out how do we, you know, how do we turn it around or how do we deal with the problem, um, that, that you know what you've got to work with. So, um, you know, for many, many years, 16 years, I think, I ran a uh, residential and commercial mortgage and loan brokerage. And, uh, <laughs> you know, to try and get the idea across to our team um, and to our referral partners, kind of what, our, what, the, what my philosophy was, it's that every deal was a yes until it's a no. 
And what that meant was, at some point, every single financing request that we were looking at could be approved. Now, whether the borrower who was looking for the money could meet the conditions or meet the terms or produce um, enough due diligence, that was on them. But we could work out what would need to happen in order for this to work. And it's no different with what we're talking about today. As I was chatting with this entrepreneur who had to get on the phone, talk to the government, and tell the government what, their, what her plan was for paying them back, I was reminded of, you know, it's never cut and dry. It's very rarely is it black and white that a business just needs to shut down what it's doing and move on. In this particular case, with, within a few minutes, we were able to push around a couple of strategies that ultimately I can't make the decision on. She has to, and not only does she have to make the decision, she's got to do like the hardest part, and the hardest part is executing on all of the tasks that are required to ultimately you know, fulfill the plan that she was going to put out in front of the government. Now, uh, stay tuned. Maybe in another podcast episode, I'll, I'll tell you what happened with this particular entrepreneur, but there's nothing special about this example. This happens all the time. Entrepreneurs back themselves into a corner. They think they can commit to a course of action, but they don't stop to really figure out whether or not it's going to work. And that's usually because A, they don't know their business model the way they think they do, or said a different way, they don't know how their business actually makes money. And therefore, they're unable to then take stock of the resources that they have at their fingertips, people, technology, customers, relationships, etc. And between those two things, they're not really sure how to fix their problem. And so they fail. I don't believe the number of businesses that fail each year um, is a number that has to be as high as it is. And it doesn't matter what number you've heard. You know that success in business is very, very small. A very small percentage of businesses are successful because it's really hard. And um, I think that if businesses knew, if entrepreneurs really understood how their business makes money um, and they understood what resources they're leveraging every day in order to get that result, to make that money, to create that profit margin, um, that many, that fewer businesses would fail. So that's my rant today. You know, I really appreciate those of you that are uh, sending me messages on LinkedIn that have uh, sent me private emails asking me questions about your business. They've been very humorous uh, in some cases. Some of them are sad, but um, I've seen a lot of situations. So hopefully the responses I've given are great. And for those of you that continue to listen to the podcast, thanks for your support. I hope that you're getting something out of it. And if you're not getting something out of it, I certainly hope you're passing it along to someone that could. So That's all I've got for you today, but remember, strive not to be a success, but to be of value. And I believe that a valuable business is one that saves for the future, invests in new opportunities, and is able to give back to the community that supports it. That's what all of this is about. It's rarely about making money, and it's always about creating value. So hopefully you're able to do that. And this podcast, in some small way, um, was able to help get you there. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode.